EU Futures Podcast, a project of the Center for the Study of Europe at Boston University. Welcome to the EU Futures Podcast, exploring the emerging future in Europe. I'm Oya Jordanian, an outreach coordinator at BU Center for the Study of Europe. Today is March 31st and I talk to Dr. Monserrat Catero, an associate professor of economic history at Pablo de Olavide University in Seville, Spain. I'm Spanish, this is uh, from Spain, and um, I've been in the United States for three months. Um, and in my country, I'm assistant professor, um, tenure. I got my tenure last summer. Um, I'm teaching economic history in Seville, uh, Universidad Pablo de Olavide. I think now things are changing in, in, in Spain for sure, but in, in Europe also. And I can see some sort of these changes uh, here in the United States of America, because now I think that people uh, want something different in terms of governance. So it is uh, uh, where, I mean, we have, we have been passing through a huge economic shock, 2008, a great, great recession, and the economic policies applied by the European Union were not the right ones. So I think that in terms of government, they are not taking into account the diversity we have inside of the European Union. So you have to fulfill a few economic requirements, um, not our state at the, at the same level. So they are not taking into account these national differences, which are really important for me, not only in social cultural terms, but especially in economic terms, because I mean, um, I, I'm I'm an economist, so this is what I can see. So I think that this is going to make the um, the the European Union to be to remain as a union together. It's going to be to make it more difficult in a way. I, this is very clear for me. This is a problem about democracy because the European Union it is really not providing tools to the citizen to express their opinion. Um, I, but, I mean, the problem, it is not only something of the European Union as a political entity, but also about nationals, at, at, at the national level. For instance, in my country, when we have elections, to, we decide our representative for the European Parliament. So this is really, like, a not important at all, elections. So what really cares about local representation, regional governments, and national to national. So maybe it's a problem about the information. So this, I think that at this, at this point, the state should, should really show a commitment to, to inform citizens how important this is. Because not, when we're having these uh, European elections, not many people going so there's really not an incentive of the population to, to understand how important this is for us. Um, and also we have no many information about these candidates for the European uh, Parliament so, and, and what are they doing, so they are not really reporting. And it is, uh, I mean, the, the only way that we're having really an information is with there's something about... Uh, a uh, fight between political parties inside the same country saying, okay, I'm sending this representant because it belongs to my party and not to yours. So 
so this is a problem about information. And then, and, and then second is, I'm, I'm not quite sure, at least from national point of view, that these representatives are, are making decisions in, in, in the interest of the whole country, of just as a political party interest. I'm not quite sure about that. And also, I mean, at the European Union level, as I said before, we don't have really tools. So, so we can, we can do, have these big demonstrations while the European Union meeting, and they are not caring about that. So they don't care about that. So it's, in a way, it seems like a European, uh, European Commission, European Central Bank, so they are living in a different planet. Or in, I mean, they are not living in the same European Union that we, European citizens, that we get up every morning, have to go to work, if we are lucky and we have work. So they really are in, in a different level, so, and taking decisions on behalf of the whole society, but not taking into account our opinions. So they really don't care about that. And at the end, all news, all information we're receiving, it is biased. Uh, it is not clear. So, so at the end, our decisions could be spurious, so not really effective. Uh, so, I mean, that is my opinion. But I know in my country, this whole uh, population—I mean, the population now—is is trying to to fight and to show in a way that okay, I, I have an opinion and and I, I deserve to express my opinion, and you have to take me into account. But this is something that. Uh, I cannot see now. So I've seen the different levels. So one thing is what is happening there in Brussels and a different thing which is happening in cities like uh, Seville, Atenas, or um, London. So it's not reflecting. Yeah. How do you think this could be addressed? Like this is a very huge problem. Yeah. What do you think ahead looking? If you look into the future, how could be this? How could this be this problem eliminated? First, transparency. I mean, at this must be really, um, really responsibility of the no, of the states, at the national level. So transparency. So citizens need to have access to information about how decisions are taken inside the European Union, and not only in political terms, but specifically in economic terms. Uh, so. We know nothing about this uh, the decision-making process. Um, also, what they are discussing about topics. So I, I would love to, to have the possibility to, to, to participate and say which topics are really important and which are not. Um, so transparency, more, more information, and also, I don't know if this democratic way to, to trying to collect opinion for the population. Um, I don't know, maybe web pages or, I don't know, now today with all these new technologies, it is very easy to know. So surveys, something, so we can really um, propose some ideas, propose things. And, and then and the national state could be just, I mean, um, yes, yes sending this proposal to the European Union, not the, the deciding about which topics are important. And all countries have the same decision power, all countries, because I see that maybe it's very democratic, so where all, all, all of us are, are, are voting, but uh, what we don't see if the negotiations or the conversations in the corridors, uh, if I owe you something and you owe me another thing, so I'm, I'm voting yes or not according to my own interest, so 
my impression it is that this this big bias, these some countries have more more power, more decision power than others. So we can see in the design of economic policies, these some really strong countries, and then you have these Mediterranean countries and the periphery. So it is, this is not really an union. So this is what I see. So I would like to have more. I mean, more uh, democracies are all have the same decision, but for real, not something just in the paper or in the law, for real. And, and providing, uh, in a way, uh, tools to the citizens to express their opinions. Or... Okay, there's two different problems. Uh, first one about populism. I think that populism, uh, it is the response to the economic situation. So people really have been suffering from the economic point of view a lot. So employment has been destroyed, uh, salaries slow down, um, and, and people have really traveled to, 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 I mean, not only to have a job, but to survive physically. So we have, for instance, this, this Catholic organization in Spain called Caritas. So they, this organization used to provide sort of food and clothing and to really poor uh, people. So, and, and the percentage of people that going there, so this have been increasing very much during the last uh, uh, 10 years, especially after 2008. So, so I mean, so then people really are angry about that, this situation. They say, okay, so I'm really starving and you're doing nothing. And you're, you're, you're coming to the television and say, okay, we're doing really well. So now I was in Brussels in a meeting and everyone say uh, to me, I mean, I'm, I'm alluding to the president of Spain. So Rajoy will say, okay, we, we're, our economic growth, I mean, we're increasing economic growth and everything. So everything is working really well now in Spain. So but this is something that is, you, maybe you can see in the numbers, but it's not real. Um, I'm an economist, so I know how numbers can be twisted many, many times. So I don't believe in GDP, GDP growth, uh, national income, because I think that it can be, I mean, easily manipulated, right? So, and, and all speech, it is about that. So I think that this populism is how, how, how people are reacting to this situation, to this doing nothing economic policy and say, okay, I really do not know what I want or I don't support the political parties, can be very, very radical like Podemos, but I want someone in the parliament, in the national parliament saying, stop, stop, enough of this old economic policy. We need change. We need to do things different because now the society is different. So we have a huge problem with, it, especially with very young uh, uh, people. So we have a whole generation, a whole generation of people now would be around between between uh, twenty five to twenty seven and and thirty seven more or less thirty five. So a whole generation is really high qualified human capital. We have been paying for that because it's public. And now they have to immigrate to different countries because you're deciding that no more social policy. So I have no money, so that's it. So what about this investment and what these people is going to do? So they probably will go to work to a different country. So then you're being 
spending a lot of money in the past, but now you say, okay, enough. So I don't care really about that. But what about the people? So, so I, I think that this is the answer to populism, is the answer really. The, mm, people are shouting, shouting really. Uh, because I mean, from the political point of view, um, I'm, not, I'm not really a conservative person, but I can see that these political parties are really uh, fragmented. So Decision-making is difficult. So from the political point of view, I think this, this is not really clear an alternative. But from the social point of view, I can understand people. So why they are supporting that? But politicians still are blind, still are deaf, and they continue to doing the same. And about the nationalism... Uh, this is more difficult to, uh, to, I mean, to generalize because this is a, it's a very specific case. So, for for instance, the case of my country with the, all this Catalonian and everything, uh, this is really <laughs> have not a very easy explanations. But it, I think that people, in a way, need to say, okay, we are different. We disagree with this Spain is an entity because we we don't feel represented by this government. Um, mostly it's because uh, policies, economic policies, social policies, say, say, okay, you're not representing me. So you are, apparently, you're using my voice, and, and maybe, so maybe it's also in the same way. So people really want to make a difference, so we are different. So then they, 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 they can find all sorts of stupid uh, arguments say we're different because we have the different blood, like a Basque uh, country, or we're different because we speak in a different language, like Catalan said. I mean, this is a fine way to see you're not representing me. So and this is a political problem. So And, and they also want to say something, and they're still not listening to them and continuing the same, doing the same. No, 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 no not. I'm not. My name Montserrat. My name is from Catalonia, but I'm from Andalusia. I'm from Seville. So I'm, I'm seeing the problem from outside. But I can understand why people are shouting this way. Because there's a lot of uh, political parties very, like in this populism, uh, from Podemos and this, this, this fighting for the independence. So I think that in a way, the, the speech, the political speech is similar. So they say, okay, we don't feel represented by you. My, my, my opinion is that citizens really are, are not a part, an active part in this decision-making process. So we don't know really what they're speaking about. We don't know really about decisions in the, in the European Union. What we know is when, when they are announcing some important economic policy issues, uh, say, okay, oh, uh, from uh, the European Union, they say that uh, we need to decrease the public deficit. So, so, and that is the reason why we are reducing public expenditure. So, and then we, we know something about the European Union, so because we see in the news. And, but it's used as an excuse to, um, I mean, not extortion, but trying to, I mean, force the situation so that would be even harder for us. So we really know, as a citizens, we know nothing about, about what decisions are making that in the European Union. What we know is that are important because they're going to be applied to a national level and are going to be used as an excuse to do whatever you want in the economic policies. But we don't know really 
what is uh, what they are doing this important people doing there what they are discussing about we have no information at all so i think i think that we need to know more about that so it, in my opinion for instance the, the kids the children in the school should know about the european union learned about that because those institutions are representing us from the political and economic point of view so this is something that we must learn at the school at the university and and and, and we should have this information and the information must be very clear and accessible to everyone. So I don't care if it's in the newspaper you have a section called European Union because no one is going to read that. So yes, send a very clear message to the population. So don't start speaking about numbers and law and legislation, so things that people really are not understanding. Yes, be clear. So this week or this uh, European Union meeting is going to be about that. So be clear because it's not very difficult to transmit the information. So it's very, really easy. So if the Nissan experts summarizing information or they are trying to transmit that in a very clear way, I volunteer. Um, but I believe in the European Union. So I want to be very positive in this way. So I think European Union is going to survive that. I like very much the idea of this European uh, consciousness to be part of something that is going... Uh, further than the national level. So I believe that very much. I, I, I like to feel myself European. But um, but I think that if we want to succeed with this, we need to change, of course. Very dramatical change. So we need to introduce diversity, national diversity. And this is not something about putting three, four or five translators at the European Union meetings, uh, diversity is not something about to have the possibility to speak in Catalan or Spanish. This is not diversity. Diversity, it is really understand, really understand the culture, national culture, national economies, and see that it, it, it is a challenge for all of us trying to understand that what is possible for the UK could be impossible for Spain. If you want to have zero deficit, and maybe this is not very difficult for a country such as Germany, but for Spain, it is really an adventure. It's impossible. So you cannot destroy the whole public sector, right? Um, and so, so I, think, I think that if politicians are aware of that and they try to do things in a different way, so really knows about, about the country, about what is going on in the country, in the population, and not just simply reading a report by the president of the government or by a political party, but because the report will be politically biased. So you have to go to the country, ask to the people, and see by yourself. So I don't know, really, I cannot think about now a mechanism, but if, if, if I have a couple of days, maybe I will come up with something. But I mean, it has to be very easy. So, for instance, uh, Podemos, uh, this political party in Spain, before creating a political program before the elections, what they did is just to open a web page, a very good, big web page, so they, all citizens can upload their opinion, what they want to do in the future. And then, according to this, to that opinion, to just surveying, being, trying to, 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 see, to be balancing all opinions, so just creating the political problem. So in a way, 
this is very difficult to fulfill, but it's reflecting the general opinion. So there's something where some mechanism that like that. So if we overcome this diversity problem, I think that I can see a bright future for the European Union because I think that we are stronger when we are together. And this is the very good, I mean, it's a very good thing to, to feel that you have no uh, political borders in Europe. So I can cross from one country to other. So we're the same, more or less, but we're very different from this culture and economic point of view. You need to, to take this into account because this is, very, this is crucial. If we continue that way without listening, I don't see really a future for the European Union. And that will be terrible because, I mean, we have been working very hard to, to have something such as European Union and, it, and it's really great. So I'm really proud to be part of the European Union, but I'm not proud of our politicians or these people really making important decisions. They're turning back to the population. Uh, I don't think that the European Eurozone is going to disappear now because this is a political commitment. So they're trying to do offer whatever it, I mean, wherever you need is to stay here. Uh, but I mean, from the especially from the economic point of view, Eurozone is a very tight uh, instrument. So if we want to remain in there, uh, given the current economic situation, this is going to be impossible. So you need to, uh, in a way, do this, uh, trying to find more flexible uh, borders, uh, trying to, to balance all different economies and see what you're capable and what you're not capable of. Trying to also, in a way, trying to a balance also national policies, see what is important for every country, uh, where are we going on in terms of, of, of education, health, all these social things that really they are not caring about, and introducing that into this criteria. So this is not something about interest rate, it's not something about deficit, not something about um, foreign investment. So most of the population really don't care about that. But we care about social policies. So I, I think that they, they need to introduce that also and inside the criteria. Um, and also try to be more flexible. So allowing national differences, uh, this diversity I was addressing before, uh, the heterogeneity of the European Union, because this is what enriches us. So this is what is making us really an international entity. So you need to take into account all that. In Spain, for instance, with the, with the problem of, of Catalonia, this is something that they're claiming. So we are Spain, but we are different. We're not the same. So it is not the same Andalusia, that Catalonia, that uh, Basque country, that Galicia. So you need to integrate that. Because, I mean, we're a union of different communities, and you need to integrate that. So, uh, so this is something that should be also done in, inside the European Union. Maybe you can take the example of these uh, nationalities as, 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 um, as, as I mean, to encourage politicians, yes, to work in that direction. So I don't say, okay, this is not existing. So you're not there. So you're not clammy. You're not shouty. I don't care. I, I look at it in another direction. You cannot pretend that we are exactly the same because we are not. We're Europeans, but we're different. So this is something that you have to integrate 
inside the European Union and the Eurozone. <laughs> okay, I will tell you many things, many things, because um, um, I'm really worried about, uh, for instance, education, what is going on, and uh, uh, about the balance between public and private sector. So this is something I'm really worried about. So it's something that I've seen from the uh, a national point of view. So, and, and I think that uh, this is going to be very dangerous, because instead... It's in some countries, we have invested a lot of money, a lot of time, many efforts to building something that we're very proud of, we call uh, public sector. And now suddenly there's some uh, political parties, uh, they think they're representing the majority of us, that they're so um, obsessed about destroying that. Because they say it's not efficient, etc. So I need that they, they need to be very, very... Um, we need to be very careful about efficiency and the design of economic policies in the European Union in general. Because when, when you try to uh, change the things, to do something different, we're going to improve public sector, we're going to improve education, health, etc. So they always do the same. So we start cutting money, public expenditure, but not on top, but on the basement. For instance, if I want to reform or change the university, so I'm going to punish young scholars because they are on the basement. So it's easier to deal with them. I don't going to punish the super important professor, the person taking the decisions there at the, at the university or at the, at the, at the hospital. It doesn't matter. Why? Because he's a civil servant. You have been there for a lot of years. It's going to be very difficult. So then you're going to change things. You're going to, to do a whole change in the public sector. And you're going to punish who? people that are really working. So then things will be the same. We're going to be more poor, but we're going to be the same. So Because if the, it's the guy that is in charge, is taking the decision, it's going to be there in the future. So then you're doing nothing. So this is something, I'm using the example of the education because it's where I'm working, but it's something that can be general. So if you want to change the things, you cannot punish the, the, the young people because they're, these people really have the, 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 they really are hard workers. This human capital, they're super qualified. So you need to respect them, listen to them. They are going to be the future. Instead of that, you continue punishing the same and allowing this super powerful person to continue doing exactly the same, right? So, and they say, okay, but we are spending a lot of money. We need to do things more efficient. Yes, but do things really more efficient. So you need to study. You need research. You need to know how things are working. So a friend of mine, for instance, he's an engineer. He's working in a public company. So he's trying to do this audit to, to, to different organizations, for instance, to the, um, uh, to the judges and everything. So then the government is paying to company, so they are researching, showing the situation. So, okay, this is the situation. We propose to change things. They're really, if you want them to spend the money, increase efficiency, this is what we have to do. And they did nothing. Why? Because if they, if they are doing anything, so you have a group of maybe 10 12 professionals in the middle, and they are blocking that. So they are saying, no. No, because it's going to cost me my job and my empire and everything that I have. 
Uh, so then this is really the problem. And I, I, I'm speaking about my country because we, this is what I know, but I don't know if something could be general. So if they want to change the things, they have to do this for real. So they have to study, they have to research and understand how things are working in the different states and integrate all these national views in the in supranational <laughs> European Union. But I don't know if this is, would be possible in the future. I hope so. Because I have, I have two little kids, and I wanted the European Union would be there for them. They can show their passports. I'm a, I'm a citizen of the European Union in the future. But I don't know. I'm working very hard for that. I'm, I know many people, but uh, I, I don't. I cannot see that in the politicians now. So I don't believe really. Futures Podcast, a project of the Center for the Study of Europe at Boston University, funded by a Getting to Know Europe grant from the European Commission delegation in Washington, D.C.